It is not Royce O'Neal, unless Royce O'Neal speaks French. So, um, Rudy, can you please tell us what happened in the front row tonight? Oh, uh, somebody got a, wasn't feeling too well, and uh, threw up on the court, so we had to wait uh, about 10 minutes to, to be able to play again, but at least he's safe and he's cleaned up, so we're good. Yes, this is an experience you've never had before, I'm sure. No, I don't, I don't go court sides to game. I'm usually <laughs> on the court, so. Yes. Uh, this is very similar to the last two games you played with Sacramento where it kind of, you know, kind of methodically worked your way through it and then kind of stretched it out at the end. Did it feel similar to you on the floor tonight? Yeah, I mean, these guys play, play hard. You know, they, they try to, you know, they're a young team. They play with a lot of intensity. Uh, they try to defend their home court. You know, so it's always a, a physical game, and they, they they really try to push the pace. So we, you know, we uh, we just gotta stay stay disciplined throughout the game and uh, keep playing the right way, and we did. How do you feel different as a team than you did maybe ten days ago? Oh, I feel like we. I mean, we we, we found who, we found out who we were. You know, and especially offensively, like we, the way we share the ball and we move the ball, uh, really impacts our defense too. And we, we know we want to be a defensive team, but being aware of that, you know, uh, helps us uh, be, being better defensively. We, we could have been better tonight, but for the most part of the game, I, I like, you know, that we, we kept our focus and, uh, you know, we kept playing the right way. Rudy, always a pleasure chatting with you. Excuse me, Royce, always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it very much. Talk to you soon. That is Rudy Gobert pretending to be Royce O'Neal. Ron Boone, what do you think? Jake Scott joining us now with, who you got with you tonight? It's just me, buddy. Just me. Ben's going to jump on with me a little bit later, but uh, in the crosstalk segment, you've got a, uh, a slightly nauseous Jake with you because that was pretty gross. Did you get, what was the video on television? They didn't get, uh, from what I can tell, I don't think they got any of it. So they got a bunch of player reaction stuff. Jordan Clarkson was pretty funny, but... Uh, yeah, I and I've been actually scouring. I don't know, David. You obviously can't uh, be scouring Twitter while you're doing the broadcast, but I haven't seen anything online of it yet either. Oh, <laughs> <Are you> serious? <laughs> I did like how you kept throwing in different sayings for it, though, to to keep that feeling in the broadcast. That was nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a. It's one of those nights where maybe I wish the broadcast wasn't recorded. Oh, you know what, David? It's one of those nights I wish you weren't so darn detailed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need all that mask stuff, dude. I didn't need yeah. I didn't. Well, I you're didn't. just trying to make sure the, it was covered from every angle. <laughs> painting the picture, as yeah. always, buddy. Painting, yeah. painting Wanted to that make sure picture. that everything was covered. <laughs> anyway, with the game, I, I thought you, you guys uh, put it well, talking about that third quarter, how it, kept, it seemed like Sacramento just kept coming out of the jazz, going into the paint. And that can only last so long against this team, right? And and eventually, the the that's not going to work. It is a good point. It was an interesting game there for a while, and the way that Sacramento was kind of just kind of playing straight down the middle, and and Rudy Gobert said to us, you know, hey, I thought we could have been better defensively, and I think that's what he was probably referencing. Ron was that that, that Sacramento did for a little while feel like they were making some inroads into Utah and, and causing them some problems. They still end up getting 31 three-point shots, but a lot of those came there in that fourth quarter. And, and it, was, it was just, you could just tell that the three-point shot wasn't a priority for them in, in this basketball game. It's like, this is a new approach we're going to have against the Jazz and see if we can, see if we can, uh, if we, if we can beat them. Yeah, I don't think that's one that works. I don't think you can, uh, well, they ended up taking 31 threes to our 39. So by the end of the night, yeah. it turned out to not be as as wide an angle. I think that's also, though, because we had a lot of dunks and layups late when they kind of let go of the rope defensively. So. Uh, I think that's the line of the night right there. I don't think that one works. Uh, no, <laughs> so, it, it did not. And I, I'm with you, uh, Ron. I think those threes in the fourth quarter came because the, the game was spinning out of control, and that's what happens, right? You know, uh, But I, I thought Rudy said something interesting in your guys' walk-off right there. They, they got... How do you put it, David? They got back to playing their basketball, their brand of basketball. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, that was. Um, yeah, I, I mean they've been really good for the last three days, and this was a, um, and they were better tonight in the sense uh, against you know against a full throttle team that came to play. So yeah I, yeah, I mean they were better tonight than they were the last two. So 
All right, lesson learned from tonight's uh, broadcast. If you've got front row tickets, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Could be bad. All right, guys, thanks. All right, see you. 123 to 105 is your final. The Jazz win. They beat the Sacramento Kings. We'll kick off Jazz Game Night Post Game Show coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe off tonight. The Jazz win. They beat the Sacramento Kings 123 to 105 in Sacramento. The Jazz have now beat the the Kings three times this season, and the Jazz have won their third consecutive game. And it was a hard-fought game for three-ish quarters, maybe a little bit less, and the Jazz ended up uh, pulling away. Sacramento, a team that has not played well lately, uh, but played hard tonight, which was actually similar to the first two times uh, these teams have matched up, where Sacramento came in and gave the Jazz uh, all they could handle for a little bit. And this one, the Jazz ended up pulling away and having a little bit more cushion uh, at the end. Very balanced uh, performance. Jazz were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 26 points tonight on 11 of 22 shooting. Grab, uh, grabbed five boards throughout five assists as well as Donovan played uh, really well. How about Rudy Gobert tonight? 21 points. 14 rebounds uh, for Rudy. Also added a block shot. Uh, Big-time performance certainly from him. Bogdanovich with 10. Conley, who had a, a great first quarter, got the Jazz off to a great start. He had 17 tonight to go along with a couple of assists. And then uh, Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench with 10 and 10. And Jordan Clarkson uh, had 16 for Sacramento. We talked to David and Ron a little bit about it, Seemed, uh, and we'll get to the points in the paint a little bit later on in the show, but it seemed like they uh, made a concerted effort. They were going to take it right out of the Jazz and and try to get a bunch going to the rim, and it, it somewhat worked there in the third quarter until, of course, it didn't, and the Jazz ended up uh, pulling away, but Rashawn Holmes led the way, and he's a, he's a fine player. I mean, there is some talent on the Sacramento team. He had 22 points. Uh, you heard the, the chanting toward the end of the game, fire Luke Walton, I think probably... You know, part of the frustration there in Sacramento is there are some players on this team. There are some players that I think have potential to be built around. They just can't seem to get it together. And maybe that starts with a coach. You know, it's certainly far from uh, a, a complete team. But uh, I'm with David, who said, you know, the, the 10 spot in the play-in situation with the playoffs should be in their grasp. And honestly, I, I don't know why, you know, going into the year, the expectations wouldn't be a little bit higher. But uh, Sacramento now really struggling. They fall to 6-11 uh, and 11 on the season, and actually only 2-6 and six at home. So uh, not a good start for Sacramento. It'll be uh, intriguing to see where they go. Do they pick it up a little bit and stay in the hunt or where? But uh, uh, as I mentioned, Holmes led the way with 22 points. Harrison Barnes had 18. Halliburton had 17. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, who the Jazz really kept a lid on, he struggled against Jazz in their games. Uh, They've matched up. He had 13 of 5 of 17 shooting. Uh, Buddy Heald did have 16 coming in off the bench, but uh, not enough as the Utah Jazz pull away in the end with win 123 to 105 with that we will say good night to our network stations our next broadcast is coming your way on Monday night the Memphis Grizzlies will be in town Ja Morant and crew that game will tip off at 7 o'clock for those of you sticking around with us we certainly have some post game sound for you Ben Anderson of kslsports.com is going to join us as well right here on the Jazz Radio Network The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott with you, Coach Lacombe off tonight. Uh, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, the Jazz win tonight over the Kings, one twenty three to one oh five, and with no Coach Lacombe, we're busting out the big guns, man. Joining the show now, of course, covers the Jazz for KSLSports.com. You can hear him from ten to noon every day on the Zone Sports Network. He's my good friend and yours, Ben Anderson. What's going on, Ben? Oh, doing better than some Kings fans. Jake, how are you? 
Uh, ben, I'm nauseous, honestly. I had uh, want to say thanks to Thomas on Twitter who sent me a link to, yes, some of the video of the incident. And, and Ben, honestly, if you've got front row tickets, just don't, oh, just don't overdo it. You just can't be that guy. You can have a good time. You just can't be that dude. I mean, you can't be getting sick in public right now anyways, as things are. But Right, <laughs> right. Great point. Especially to be sitting courtside at a game. And, yeah, to get there in the fourth quarter, like, ooh, that's – that means you kept it going for the first three quarters. That's that's hard to do. <laughs> it's just of all the things, Ben, and and hey, you know, you you go to as many, you know, you go to enough basketball games, or or you you stay in sports long enough, and you're going to see pretty much everything. But you know, I've never seen that front row fan losing his lunch. And and what was the delay? 16, 17 minutes, something like that. I mean, it it took some time to get that cleaned up. Well, he vomited a couple of times. I saw the video oh. too, unfortunately, and he threw yeah. up once. And then he sat there and looked at it, and then he threw up again. <laughs> so, you know, it's just exactly what you don't want to do. Oh, so it's so bad. Uh, but let's talk, let's talk about the game itself, Ben. I, I thought I thought Sacramento fought pretty hard and it just, you know, the jazz started doing their thing and it, it eventually unraveled on them. But, you know, it, 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 it was a hard fought game there for a while. Yeah. It, it's just hard to withstand consistent three point shooting Jake. And I bet you, I can go back and, and I'll pull up the box score here. and just look back quarter by quarter. And I bet you the jazz hit what, at least four or five quarter threes in every quarter, you know, and that's just, yeah. it's so difficult when another team doesn't have a bad shooting quarter at any point uh, to, to really just be able to, you know, keep up or, or, and I think that was the issue. The jazz had, I'm looking at it now, five threes in the first quarter, they had four threes in the second quarter. I've only got it through the third quarter right now in my full box score. They had another five there. Uh, and what did they finish with? 19, 23, something like that. So, yeah, so they hit another five or six in the fourth quarter. It's just, or I guess it was only two. But by that point, you know, you, you just, you, you're so far behind. And they had these different runs, speaking of the Kings, to just get back in the game and trim a 14-point lead to four. And then the Jazz would come back and hit threes and two of the next five possessions and the game's up to 10 points again. It's just, it's grueling. And it's why the jazz were so good last season. It's why they're three and zero now over their last three games, because the three point shooting has been back over 40%. And then when you do that, Jake, we've talked about it a lot. You go back, it's easy to play defense on the other end. Seems like we saw the lob a little more tonight, Ben. Is that something that Sacramento was doing? Or you think the jazz made kind of an effort to get that? They're not very big. The, the Kings aren't, especially outside of Rashawn Holmes or Chemezi Metu. They just don't have a lot of guys who can protect the rim. And, and the Jazz do have an ability with, with two guys in, in both Rudy Gobert and then Hassan Whiteside to go down there and get it. And Whiteside's actually been better at catching that ball than I expected him to be this year. He didn't have a whole lot of those uh, in Sacramento or even in Portland a couple of years ago. But then again, not everyone runs it the same way the Jazz do. So I, I do think they were hunting for that a little bit. But when you get to the paint, you can run the pick and roll, which the Kings allow the Jazz to do. It certainly made it easier for them. Jazz, uh, we're having some issues rebounding uh, several games ago. That doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. They crunched the Kings on the boards tonight, fifty-two to thirty-five, and offensive rebounds fourteen to fourteen to eight. But fourteen offensive rebounds certainly a good number. Is that getting back to the undersized Kings things you were just talking about? Yeah, and, and hustle. And you know, when the Jazz okay. were playing relatively well rested, I mean, they had a, a day off, and the Kings had to play last night. And they got, you know, torched by the, the Raptors. So I'm sure they were a little bit tired. But, you know, that's what Quinn Snyder's been preaching. And I think you're, you're a Jazz fan. You're happy to see that, uh, that that ended up working out in their favor. I think you're happy to see that the Jazz came back and, and listened to Quinn and, and did some of those little things that they need to. And, you know, coaches talk about it a lot. It's certainly a cliche. But it's, you know, get in the game and figure out how you can make an impact. And that doesn't have to be scoring because when you rebound – that leads to scoring. And that's what the jazz did tonight. You know, everyone went out and kind of made the hustle plays and it gave, it allowed for open threes. It allowed for easy baskets in transition. And I thought that's kind of what jump started the jazz. Ben Anderson with us, KSL sports.com here on the uh, jazz game night post game show on the jazz radio network brought to you by uh, Mark Miller, Subaru talking about the, uh, the Kings here for a minute, uh, Ben, why do you think the jazz are so effective against the Aaron Fox? He, you know, there was a couple of uh, of uh, graphics on the TV tonight showing how he has, has struggled against the Jazz, and tonight was no different. Five, seventeen, thirteen points. I mean, he's a heck of a player, but the the Jazz seem to have his number. I think it's because his game is so much uh, dependent on getting to the rim and getting in the paint and scoring in the paint, and and when you have Rudy Gobert. And you have Hassan Whiteside. I think it makes it really difficult for them to to, to score. Speaking of De'Aaron Fox, so 
as long as that's the case, the Jazz can just funnel them towards the best defender in the world, and they're going to have success. And I think that's what they're happy to do. And, you know, that's why it's consistently a problem against the Jazz. And, it's, you know, because Gobert is always on the floor. So I really do think that's the main issue. If he were going off from three, you know, he'd score more points. But that's really not ever been a part of his game. He's had a couple of seasons where he shot the ball better. But the Jazz are happy to let him get into the paint and funnel him down low. And, and, and it's a winning game plan. And the Kings really don't have enough talent around him to, you know, have alternate options. Rudy Gay didn't have the numbers he had the other night, Ben, but played similar minutes with 17, uh, had three points and six boards. Do you, do you still feel he had a similar impact, even though the, the hot shooting wasn't there? I, I like his ability to move the ball. I thought he made a couple of good passes. Uh, Jazz didn't always capitalize on that, but, but he found some open shooters that I thought was valuable. Uh, he only ended up with one assist, like you mentioned, but, but I thought he moved the ball, and I think that's a positive. And, you know, he was plus 11 in his 17 minutes on the floor, so... It's nice that he can still impact the game in a positive way despite only scoring three points uh, because most nights he's not going to score 20 on five of six threes. So, and also, you know, that's what he did last year in, in San Antonio. The Spurs weren't a good team. They were below 500. They weren't really threatening for the playoffs, and he still had a positive impact when he was on the floor overall for the season. So the Jazz don't need him to be terrific. They just need him to have, you know, better production than what they were getting previously in the backup four. Can you give us a little preview of what you're writing about tonight? Well, I wrote up the vomit story. That's up at kidsports.com, so if you want to see that. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, looking at the Jazz three-point shooting and kind of some of those small things and and how they're stepping up and impacting the game for the Jazz. All right, buddy, we'll be reading. Hey, thank you very much for jumping on uh, pre and post. Thanks, Ben. Have a good night. See ya. See you, buddy. That's our friend Ben Anderson. Uh, Follow him on Twitter, of course, at Ben's Hoops, at Ben's Hoops, or read his work at uh, kslsports.com, and of course he does a, a, a terrific job uh, covering jazz basketball. Coming up on the other side, we will let you hear from jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We will get you sound from the uh, the players as well. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight over the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, 123 to 105. We'll get you more coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott with you. Coach uh, Tim Lacombe is off tonight. He will be back uh, coming up on Monday. But the uh, Jazz uh, win tonight in Sacramento over the Kings, 123-105. to Hard fought for about two and a half quarters. And the Jazz uh, figure some things out and end up uh, pulling away in the end for the victory, even uh, though they had a delay there in the fourth quarter for about 15, 16 minutes because somebody threw up on the floor. You see something new, I suppose. Every day, and that's a new one, uh, certainly for me. Let's get to your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with the C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, let's get to your points in the paint uh, tonight. Kings outscore the Jazz, and this, this was why I was curious to see this stat tonight 60 to 54. And 54 is a big number for the Kings to get to 60 is is pretty interesting. But it, it gets back to what we were talking about a little bit in Crosstalk and uh, Lock and Boone highlighted this in the game, particularly in the third quarter, uh, where Sacramento actually scored 31 points in the in the third quarter. They were going right at the Jazz and trying to get as much as they possibly could uh, go into the basket and at the paint or excuse me, at the rim in the paint. And uh, were pretty successful in doing it there for a little while. And then the Jazz, of course, uh, adjusted and ended up uh, scoring 39 points in the fourth quarter to uh, push out to a 123-105 win over Sacramento. And the Kings scored uh, 25 in that period. So the Jazz figured some things out. But that's interesting that the Kings were able to get 60 points in the paint. That obviously was their emphasis uh, going uh, going to the rim. Again, De'Aaron Fox, uh, somebody you'd think would be successful doing that, only uh, 13 points and 5 of 17 shooting. But Rashawn Holmes was very good tonight. 9 of 10, 
22 points for uh, Rashawn Holmes is uh, he was uh, he was actually uh, terrific for Sacramento. But the Jazz figured it out, end up pulling away. They have uh, let's see here four, five, six players in double figures, but almost eight as uh, Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal had nine points piece. So uh, terrific balanced production from this Jazz team tonight. And with that, let's go back to Sacramento and let's check in with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. When kind of defensive rating, um, you hold them to 82 points, or 82 uh, off a defensive rating uh, in the half court. What did you see that you were doing well in that? Well, I think, you know, that we had good communication in pick and roll. Um, and we weren't, you know, I don't know what the offensive rebounds ended up, but we weren't giving up a lot. There was a few possessions you know, where they had a couple, but I thought for the most part of guards, um, you know, doing a good job on the defensive glass. And, you know, if we can do that, you know, with, you know, and we can run and just really be committed to running. Um, but I, I, it's still, you know, back up from the half court, we've got to get them in the half court. And that means, you know, we just got to continue to, you know, to have an emphasis on our transition defense. And that, that's one of the key things for this team, especially if we're defending in the half court like we did tonight. Sometimes when the offense seemed like it was scuffling a little bit and that, you know, kind of long sessions and then, you know, you go on a 10 spurt and it's just kind of three ball led. Is that, you know, is, is that what you're trying to do or kind of what's the difference between those successful possessions and, you know, um, you know, usually I think it, it, it starts at the beginning of the possession and, you know, it, it, we, we find spacing and we're able to generate force into the possession um, as opposed to playing on our heels where, you know, someone, you know, we, we still, someone may make a play and, you know, kick it out and, you know, I don't, we're trying to share the ball, um, you know, but similar to kind of, you know, running, in the half court, you know, having, having good spacing because we have, you know, a number of guys that can create and, um, and when the ball moves, they're, they're, you know, and they've got an advantage and we make a quick decision, you know, that's, you feel that. So I, I think the spacing and then, you know, making a read before you get the ball, you know, you should know what you want to do with it before you get it. That was a strange situation. I, we had gone on a pretty good run, you know, before that happened. And, um, you know, I thought we did a good job of keeping our concentration through throughout, but there, there was definitely a strange occurrence. And I, you know, really, they kind of limited Rudy Gobert attempts in the first mm-hmm. matchup well, I, I, that, that's the thing that, you know, our, our guys, I think we do understand. Um, but over the course of a game that, that every so often there's a game that based on someone, how someone's being played, um, they're not going to feel like they're as involved. And the, the kind of the irony of that is many times, they're the most important person on the floor because they're drawing a certain coverage. So I think tonight, you know, Holmes was up more in pick and roll. Um, and as a result, you know, we were able to hit Rudy in the pocket. And then, you know, I think he, he really worked to make the right play. Um, there's been some times when, you know, he's gotten ahead of himself and charged in that situation and, just under control. Uh, I think that's an area that he's takes a lot of pride in and that he's improving and you can see his teammates, you know, trust him there. Um, you know, if it's not going to him, it can go to the next guy and he may not touch it at that point, but he's, you know, generating a shot for someone else. That's it. That's a You know, that's a, the, in a lot of ways, that's who we are. We've got seven guys in double figures, but you know, oftentimes, you know, it may be three guys, but they've got higher numbers and um, someone's, you know, we've got to be, we've got to be willing to give ourselves up for each other, you know, to just to make, make plays for other people. And um, when we do that, 
um, whether there's one pass or no passes, um, you know, we can be really effective and it's the same thing on the defensive end, you know. There you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as uh, the Jazz come away with a win uh, tonight over the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I thought uh, very uh, interesting, well, I guess appropriate praise from Coach Snyder, not that it would ever be inappropriate, I suppose, but uh, for Rudy Gobert, and I asked Ben about this uh, when he joined us, it seemed like there were more lobs tonight, not only for Rudy, but for Hassan Whiteside, and and uh, some praise right there from Quinn Snyder about, um, you know, how they were playing up on the pick and roll, which provides uh, some different opportunities for Rudy, and we saw the lob, but we also saw Rudy play under control, not get the charge, uh, like Coach Schneider talked about there and make the right play, make a pass. And, you know, someday somebody's going to write a book about the evolution of Rudy Gobert's game because it is it is just amazing for those of us who have been, you know, fortunate enough to be around covering this team going back to when Rudy was a rookie. I mean, he, he was just so raw. And, of course, he kind of has a different type build. And uh, as we've grown accustomed, sometimes it looks a little bit awkward when he tries to do things. I mean, that was that way times a hundred right back when he was a rookie and to say that this guy was going to make a concerted effort to add different things to his game to get to where he is now and continue to add as we've seen some of those passes be just surgical and like coach Schneider said you know even if it's not the pass that gets the open shot it's the hockey assist or the pass that leads to the pass that works around in the offense and you know it just shows that he's willing to learn and practice and, and soak up more material and do what coaches tell him to do. And I think he and Donovan Mitchell both are, are extraordinarily coachable and continue to add things to their game. And it, you know, it, it is what makes them all stars and is what's going to further make them all NBA players and, and take this team where it needs to go as those guys continue to get better and continue to add. And I thought that was very nice praise uh, from uh, Coach Schneider right there talking about Rudy. And speaking of Rudy, 21 points, 14 rebounds tonight. Let's go back to Sacramento and hear what Rudy Gobert has to say. Have you ever seen anything like that? What? Ah, uh, the okay. Yeah, the bar. Uh, no, first time, you know, life is full of surprise, you know, it's, I mean, I'm glad he's okay. I hope he's okay. Cause I don't know if he was drunk or was drunk. Cause I'm, I kind of made eye contact with him too. And, uh, he was smiling. So he was smiling and throwing up at the same time. So, <laughs> but I'm glad he's okay. Like he was like kind of razzing him the whole game. Did you hear from that fan? Uh, no, I didn't hear anything. Okay. I think I think when Rudy really gave him a shot, that's when he he started toying up. <laughs> that's what started the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, when that when that happened, like, what do you remember happening on court? Like, did you see the first? Because he threw up like three times. Did you see the first one? And like, who was the? I think I think he threw up in his mask first, and then put it back on. That's what I heard. But uh, when I looked, he was throwing up on the floor. What are your guys' reactions? Just like, yeah. On the- I mean, I'm just kind of stepped away, and you know, just gotta wait until it's cleaned up. And I mean, I just hope he's, he's okay. You know, that's the, the hot dog he was eating before. They, in, in the first two matchups, they didn't allow you to get a lot of shots, right? Like, it was, I think, four shots in one game, seven shots in the other. Tonight, you scored 21. Um, you know, is that them playing pick-and-roll defense differently, or kind of what was the thing? I think, I think we... I think we playing differently as a team. You know, I feel like we, we really uh, move the ball in a better way, and, uh, you know, and, and when we move the ball in a better way, I get... Obviously, I get the ball more, I get more opportunities, but I also get more opportunities to to get offensive rebounds because when we create an advantage and then we get a good shot, like it's it's harder for them to to box me out. And you know, it's been fun. It's been fun to be to be playing that way. And uh, that's the team we want to be. You know, we want to be able to uh, when we move the ball like that, we can set our defense, and uh, it also helps our defense. So it's it's hard to guard and it's fun to play to play that way. They they had fifty points in the paint through three quarters, and then you guys kind of set it down a little bit. I guess what was did you like the defense you played through three quarters, and then what was? The I think I think we I think we can get better. You know I think we 
uh, we can raise our level and it's exciting you know to know that i think we can uh, our physicality can be better uh, communication can be better and uh, and we can uh, uh, run back a little better you know we we gave them a little too many transition opportunities and uh you know against uh they, they they thrive on that you know they're a young team they like to run so if we if we were to do a better job um you know we would be better mike was really aggressive in the first quarter and kind of also gave a little spark at the top of the fourth even when he's not scoring though when you're out there with him what is it that he does it seems like he comes everything I mean, mike is making the right play you know, so he's gonna he's gonna read what the defense gives him and and take advantage of that. And you know, I try to get him open on the screen. And if he's open, he's gonna take the shot and make the shot. And if he's not, he's gonna pass to the open man. And he's the key to the way we want to play offensively. You know, and when he, uh, when he plays, we want him to be aggressive, look for his shot first, and, and then you know read the defense. And uh, it's been amazing doing that for us. That is Rudy Gobert, and Rudy had a great night tonight. 21 points, 14 rebounds. Had some nice words to say right there about Mike Conley, but I like what Rudy said about ball movement, and he kind of let it slip. You know, it's a little selfish uh, when he talks about ball movement. He, he kind of said in there, he says, hey, yeah, not only do I get better shots when the ball moves, but uh, they, they play well as a team, and I think that's been a theme over this three-game win streak is – you know, when this jazz uh, team plays jazz basketball, when the ball moves, they make the extra pass. The blender is going. Uh, they, they, you know, Coach Lacombe would scold me if I didn't bring this up. You know, when they make that pass to get them going in transition, uh, you know, it makes a big difference. Even, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell had an opportunity on an inbound play to throw a baseball pass to Bogdanovich, which we all love. Donovan gets to show off that fastball, and, man, it was right on the money. But Bogdanovich, it, it wasn't there, and they ended up backing it out and uh, and going about uh, their half-court offense. But love that that's where they're looking. You know, eyes out, of course, is the cliche we hear from all the coaches that uh, they're going to be up looking for that transition and moving. You know, that's when the Jazz, this Jazz team is, is at its best. And to hear Rudy talk about ball movement and say, yeah, it helps me. But it helps everybody. And then you connect that, of course, with Quinn Snyder talking all the time, and he even alluded to it in his postgame comments uh, tonight, how they're built around Rudy and and that pick and roll and, and you know, Hassan Whiteside now when he gets into the game and how that initiates the offense. And there's so much of what they do built around that play and those guys doing uh, what they do and doing it well. I mean, it's, it's why, honestly, in the past, the switchy defense has been uh, so difficult for the Jazz because it's meant to disrupt specifically that play. Then they have to figure out other things to do and adjust. And again, not to get back to Rudy and his eyes out and the passing and the not picking up charges, but that stuff matters, you know, when the when the defense uh, when the defense counters. So uh, Rudy was very good. The ball movement uh, was very good tonight as well. As I mentioned, Rudy finished with twenty one and uh, and fourteen. In fact, Rudy, as long as we're talking about it, is your master of the glass as usual. Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. As I mentioned, Rudy with 14 rebounds tonight. Seven offensive rebounds for Rudy, who was really hitting the offensive glass, and the Jazz really smashed Sacramento on the glass. Uh, 52 to 35 total, and the Jazz had 14 offensive rebounds. And in those tough losses to Indiana and Miami, rebounding was a problem. Uh, it hasn't always been a problem this season for this Jazz team, and they seem to be getting back on track on the boards. Post game, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Your final, Jazz Beat the Kings 123 to 105. More sound coming your way next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott with you. Jazz win. 123 105 over the Sacramento Kings tonight in Sacramento. Let's get to uh, the Chick fil A foul shot review. 
of the game. Uh, you can download the ho- a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Let's uh, let's check out the free throws for tonight. The Jazz tonight, 14 of 27, 82.4%. The Kings tonight, 13 of uh, 21. As the Jazz continue to be good uh, from the line, attempts a little bit below their season average, but uh, certainly making those free throws. And Rudy Gobert talked a lot about Rudy tonight, 5 of 6 from the line. So uh, Rudy having a nice night. Uh, from the free throw line. All right, let's keep the post-game sound rolling. Let's go back to Sacramento. It's time to hear from Jordan Clarkson. All right, so what do you see? Yeah, what do you see? What do you mean? Oh, come on. Nah, I don't know. It was just, uh, I don't know, he was just throwing up. It was like <laughs> continuously, nah, but uh, shoot, to the, the kid that was throwing up, man, we all had nights uh, like that. He's probably picturing a, uh, being at the toilet, throwing up at the toilet, but you know what happens. Drink a little bit too much. Uh, so you should have been, man, I don't know. It's a lot of tequilas out there. You could have drank some Bud Light maybe. You know, it's a lot of things, but uh, nah, but <clears throat> I hope he's good. Drink a little Pedialyte, get his electrolytes, drink some water and stuff tomorrow. He'll be straight. Everybody been there before. Are you working for a, a Bud Light endorsement? Like, oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Shoot. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Uh, well, what was your reactions in that moment? Like, what was on the corner and you guys see that that is happening? Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, I usually don't see that uh, ever. So, um, I mean, it was another crazy thing that happened to, to us, but. Uh, I didn't think it was going to take that long to clean it up. I, he just uh, kept throwing up, but uh, it's all good. We wanted to get home. We was up by, I think, 15 at that point, maybe. I think we just went on a 12-2 to run. You know, we was flowing. Um was getting a little tired, so you know, I think that kind of helped us a little bit, uh, get our breath back, and then we just blew it wide open after that. <laughs> You've seen the gift of you popping up in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh just having fun, man, playing around, uh, just making the you know, best out of the situation. You know, it was boring a little bit. Uh it took like forty minutes to like clean it up. Yeah. But uh shout out to the cleaning crew because I definitely wouldn't have cleaned it up. That would have probably stayed there for a long time <laughs> if I was part of that. Who was the most grossed out and who had the best grossed Um the crowd. The crowd had the best jokes. They were all, yeah. everybody was like laughing. And I was, we all just was like, "Y'all better be careful." Whatever, hope they ain't serving it to y'all, and y'all start <laughs> throwing up too. But uh, yeah, that that was really it. Um, that was just a little experience that we had. It was fun. Uh, Any questions? <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> so you were struggling with the free throw right? And then some of those two possessions at the beginning of the board did was a big part of that run. What did you kind of see or made it click, or was it just shots going in? Uh, just shots going in, shots going, not going. Uh, shoot. Yeah, that's it, man. I don't know. We make shots, we move the ball, we get stops. Big thing is to get stops, you know. Um, we get to play in transition, uh, a lot of closeout situations, open threes. Um, you know, it just helps us so much uh, offensively when we get stops and able to push the ball. It's like a weird dynamic. We always feel like the offense and uh, like relies on our defense, but then the defense relies on our offense. So it's kind of like a, a weird balance beam on that. We just got to find the even of it and just keep going. Mike, is, it seems like he has such a weird effect on the Yeah, I mean, he's done it his whole career. That's that's what he does. He controls the team. Uh, he brings that calmness. You never see Mike anywhere. Um, only thing you see him is like a little high. Like he's just like pumped when good plays start happening and stuff. But other than that, he's just calm, cool, collective. Knows where you know everybody's at. Uh, knows what guys like. Uh, and then he locks up defensively. You know, we know that if you switch on anybody, you know, one through five, Mike is the one that's probably going to get the stop, especially on the perimeter um, and even on the block, too. 
So, um, you know, he's a big leader of our group. And, um, you know, communication-wise, everything. You know, Mike is a – he's been a big uh, part of this. There is Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Jordan tonight coming in off the bench, 16 points, 5 of 13, shooting four boards, three assists, doing a lot of that damage in the fourth quarter, as you heard him talk about. And I'll tell you what, all this this vomit talk, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not down with it. Not down with it, Jeff. It just makes me nauseous and uh, cranky that it took 16 minutes to get it all cleaned up. Good heavens. At one point, Locke was talking about, well, could they really continue the game? It was like, oh, no. But they did, of course. And Jordan talked about it. They came back and and really uh, played well and just put Sacramento uh, away after that. But I'll be glad when the the throw-up talk is in the rearview mirror. If, if you're just joining us and did not see the game, a, a fan sitting front row uh, threw up on the floor right there, right by the jazz bench. There's unfortunately video of it out there uh, on the Internet if you really want to see for yourself. But don't – no need. It's – it, it – what happened is exactly what it sounds like. That's what happened. I don't know if you need to see it, but they took forever to clean up. They got back going, and the Jazz ended up uh, putting the Kings away. I thought what Jordan said was pretty interesting right there, uh, talking about getting stops and and getting that out into transition. I feel like Coach Lacombe and I talk about that a lot, and and so do the Jazz really in their their players and in post game and their media availability. But I I think coming from Jordan, a, I think means a little bit more because he's an offensive guy, right? He's he's out there to get buckets and and you know a lot of times in the one-way player driven NBA, you know, that's not something you'd expect to hear from somebody like him, but coach Snyder has said multiple times so is uh, so of people like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, it seems like Jordan Clarkson has made a, a concerted effort like the rest of the perimeter guys Donovan Mitchell included on this Jazz team to play, take more pride in the defense, take more pride in getting stops, and that gets them out on transit uh, in transit transition like Jordan said and that uh, opens up scoring availability or, or scoring opportunities is the word I'm looking for and of course Jordan is looking for as many scoring opportunities uh, as he can possibly get so there you go little uh, little Jordan Clarkson for you post games always better when we get a little Jordan Clarkson want to remind you about the Utah Jazz most valuable educators program presented by Instructure the makers of Canvas throughout the season the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear a thousand dollar grant a personalized jersey and tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite go to mba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator Right now, let's get some more sound. Let's go back to Sacramento. Donovan Mitchell sitting down addressing the media. What did you see out there? And I mean, when the guy barked. Um, I didn't see it happen. I just saw, you know, the, the after effects. And I just walked to the opposite side of the floor. I didn't want them to, to be around. Like, that was that was something. <laughs> um, you know, I hope the guy hope the guy be all right. Look up tomorrow morning, going viral and all that. So, uh, but that was, I don't know. It was just, it was just crazy. It was just weird. It was just, and then we, it took forever to clean up too, which I didn't expect them to take that long. So um, I guess you got to do it right. So, but that was uh, something that was, was weird. What were you guys doing while you were in the I was enjoying the Sacramento crowd, just talking and chatting and having a good time. Those are moments where it's like, you're playing a game, you're locked in, but you know, at the end of the day, you, like for me, it's just like, man, one of those moments where it's like people coming to watch you play. It's like, you know, be able to interact and give that interaction. You know, I think it's pretty dope. Um, you know, it was fun. We had a lot of jokes and laughs and um, really much else to do during that time. So uh, being able just to just take photos and just have fun, but also when it was time, stay locked in. Was there anyone on the team that was particularly grossed out? You thought, oh God, it's going to get sick? I can't even lie. I was really just focused on getting out the way. I didn't pay attention to nobody else. <laughs> I can't even lie to you. I was just like, look, I'm no parts. I want no parts of that, nowhere near it. Even when I subbed in, I walked on the floor, which could have been called a technical foul, but I'm not walking over there. So uh, I didn't look at anybody else. <laughs> I was just like, look, I don't, I don't want to be around that. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. You guys kind of stayed with him for a little bit. I know I'm like a kind of run. I'm curious. Did you think you were playing at your best kind of early in the game when it was kind of close? Um, I think, you know, 
we did a lot of, we did a lot of things okay that we could just raise our level. And I think we did that in the second, you know, second half. I think uh, I mean they just lost by thirty last night, you know. So they their energy, their their urgency, a lot of it is, is different, you know. And understanding that, you know, teams gonna come out and compete. They got competitors on their team, and not they don't have guys that the record doesn't reflect the guys they have on their team, and they're gonna come out. And I think they had a level that we were trying to match and stay with. But then at the end of the day, we picked our level up, started forcing misses, running on turnovers. And that was really it. Once we started running and transitioning, able to get out, um, and do what we do. Uh, it was a smooth sale and then being able to execute down the stretch as well. I know this is, has nothing to do with you guys, but like there's been a lot of chatter about whether Luke Bolton's going to be able to keep his job. That's been going around. Yeah. And you got the fans that are chanting fire Luke Bolton at the end of the game. Like, right. can you imagine what kind of effect that would have on a team? Yeah, um, I mean, no, I can't imagine. Um, fortunately, I've never been in that position here, but you know, Luke's a great guy. I know Luke. Um, I know the guys on that team. They're competitors, like I said. You know, despite what you 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 see the end result, that it's last night against Toronto or tonight, or the guys want to compete. You know, and at the end of the day, that, that I I respect that. You know, and that's all you can do. You know, at the end of the day. But you know, as far as that happening, I I don't. It's not my spot to really you know comment on it. It's it's it's, it's basketball. It's sports. I was 15. I was probably saying the same, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like I said, Luke's a great guy. You know, um, the team is full of competitors. You know, I bought a bunch of the guys want to compete, want to win. It's not like they're just handing it in. They gave us a fight. You know, they've given us a fight every single time we've played. Um, so, you know, I can't really imagine what that, what that is. And, you know, hopefully we don't have to think about that. Donovan Mitchell, right there, his post-game comments. Donovan tonight led uh, led the Jazz in scoring with 26 points. He had five boards and five assists as well. But what he said about Sacramento there, uh, good for Donovan for giving them a little bit of a tip of the cap because 123 to 105, certainly the Jazz won this thing going away and scored 39 points in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I think Sacramento, as Locke would say, let go of the rope a little bit defensively there in the fourth. But this this was a hard-fought game through two and a half really quarters, almost three quarters, where Sacramento really brought it. And, you know, coming off the, the game they were coming off against Toronto and – you know things aren't going terrifically well as a team, but I I'm I'm with Donovan. I thought they the the Kings really competed for for the majority of this basketball game and really took it to the Jazz. Not not just the score per se, but the way that they were playing and really being aggressive and attacking. And then in the answer right before that one, he was talking about the Kings. Donovan hit it on the head. They transition comes up once again while they're getting stops and making a concerted effort to get out there and run. And sometimes that's uh, hard in the NBA to really uh, want to get up there and run and, and do and get into transition. But it certainly is is key for this jazz team as it was uh, key for them last year as well. Jazz are all about generating open shots here. Coach Schneider talked about it all the time, and that's a way to do it. Get it going in transition when the defense is scrambling and there are open shots to be had. And then what's, uh, you know, as we've also talked about, to get into the half court and get the ball movement going and generate open shots that way. 123 to 105 is your final post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. We'll get you, uh, get you some final thoughts coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Rebound O'Neal. Kicks back to Bogdanovich. Try again, young man. Yes, sir. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. There's your play of the game, courtesy of our friend David Locke, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service sales and selection, lhmauto.com, driven by you. Uh, Jeff, thank you for for selecting a basketball play and not the the throw-up incident in the fourth quarter. I know David is is on Twitter right now uh, <laughs> talking to people who were uh, uh, plotting him for his call. And, and David, descriptive as always, but I, I don't I – don't, think that's what I was looking for, Jeff. So I appreciate that, buddy. Good selection. Good job. Yeah, fine work as always. So there you go. There's your play of the game. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, uh, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share 
MarkMillerSubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Kings 123 to 105. Jazz pulled away with a big uh, fourth quarter, outscoring the Kings 39 to 25 on their way to an easy win that uh, was a little bit more hard fought, maybe, than the final score would indicate. The Jazz, at the time of that uh, break that lasted about 15, 16 minutes because they fan threw up on the front row and uh, they had to get that uh, cleaned up. Uh, as Jordan Clarkson said, the Jazz were really kind of cooking at that point on a 12-2 run and then uh, closed the door uh, sharply uh, when game uh, game resumed and uh, the Jazz ended up uh, playing well toward the end and pulling away and coming away with their third consecutive victory, moving to 11-5 and on the season. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, just a little review of the box score. Six Jazz players in double figures tonight, almost eight uh, but uh, led by Donovan Mitchell at 26 points, 11 of 22 shooting, three of seven from three for Donovan, five boards, five assists as well. Rudy Gobert with just a monster night tonight. Rudy with 21 points, 14 rebounds, including seven offensive rebounds for Rudy tonight, an assist, a steal, and a block shot to go with it. Uh, Mike Conley, who was great, particularly in the first quarter, but uh, uh, in typical Mike Conley fashion, really great throughout the game. Uh, 17 points uh, for Mike tonight, 7 of 10, shooting 3 of 4 from 3. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with 10 points tonight, 4 boards, an assist, and a steal. Uh, Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench, 10 points, 10 boards, double-double for Hassan tonight. A really nice block shot in the first half as well. Jordan Clarkson with 16 points, had a great fourth quarter, 5 of 13 from the field, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. I mentioned almost 8 players in double figures. That's because Joe Ingles had 9 points coming in off the bench. And uh, Royce O'Neal with nine points, five boards, and four assists. David uh, talked about this during the broadcast, how um, it seems like Royce has gotten so much better in a variety of different ways this year, taking his game to the next level, but uh, doing a nice job getting in the paint and scoring and uh, creating a little havoc in there as well. So uh, another nice game from Royce O'Neal, of course, coming off that monster game that he had the other night against Toronto. As for the Kings, uh, they were led by Rashawn Holmes, uh, Rashawn tonight had 22 points, seven boards. He was nine of 10 shooting and four or five from the line. So Rashawn played really well tonight. Uh, Harrison Barnes had 18. Um, Halliburton had 17 tonight. Uh, De'Aaron Fox with only 13 points on five to 17 shooting. Uh, Rudy Gobert has a real impact on him uh, and uh, his ability to get shots where he wants to get them, namely right there at the rim. Buddy Heald had 16 points. Uh, coming in off the bench. Uh, but uh, to no avail, as the Jazz win, they beat the Kings 123-105. to 105. We want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out on the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone doing great work there in Sacramento. Uh, to the broadcast assistants uh, working on the broadcast tonight, our friend Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Appreciate your work as always, Jeff. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show. Uh, the My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Your final score from Sacramento, the Jazz beat the Kings 123-105. to 105. Up next... The Jazz return home here to Vivint Arena. John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, and of course you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.